0: A reading from Acts 11, 1 through 18. The apostles and the believers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, You went into the house of uncircumcised men and ate with them. Starting from the beginning, Peter told them the whole story. I was in the city of Joppa praying. And in a trance, I saw a vision. I saw something like a large sheep being let down from heaven by its four corners. And it came down to where I was. I looked into it and saw four footed animals of the earth. Wild beasts, reptiles, and birds. Then I heard a voice telling me, Get up, Peter. Kill and eat. I replied, Surely not, Lord. Nothing impure or unclean has ever entered my mouth. The voice spoke from heaven a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and then it was pulled all pulled up to heaven again. Right then three men who had been seen, sent to me from Caesarea stopped at the house where I was staying. The Spirit told me to have no hesitation, about going with them. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen an angel appear in his house, and say, Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He will bring you a message through which you and all your household will be saved. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them, as he had come on us at the beginning then i remembered what the lord had said john baptized with water but you will be baptized with the holy spirit so if god gave them the same gift he gave us who believed in the lord jesus christ who was i to think that i could stand in god's way when they heard this they had no further objections and praised god saying so then even the gentiles God has granted repentance that leads to life. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: Good morning, church. Today we are celebrating Change the World this Sunday, one of the special Sundays that we observe here at Hillsdale UMC once a year each year we select a theme and contemplate together how we can change the world and make it a better place for everybody this year our chosen theme is all are welcome with god's love let us pray gracious and merciful god As I prepare to deliver this sermon, I humbly ask for your guidance and inspiration. May the words I speak touch the hearts and minds of those who listen, bringing them closer to your truth and love. Amen. Throughout the church history, Christianity has grown by making disciples of Christ and sharing God's love. However, Christians have also faced struggles in welcoming and extending God's love to everyone. Despite the fact we all know that we should welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed us for the glory of God, as Paul wrote in Romans, chapter fifteen, verse seven. Last week we celebrated Pentecost Sunday, the birthday of the Church. That the long after the first Christians received the Holy Spirit, the early Church Christians faced strong opposition in accepting the Gentiles as part of their faith community. According to God's law, they believed the Gentiles were unclean, which meant they were sinners. As a result, they believed they should keep themselves holy and clean by not associating with the Gentiles. However, through the work of the Holy Spirit, the Jewish Christians were challenged and began to accept the Gentiles, inspired by Peter's preaching and his vision of clean and unclean animals, as we read in the scripture this morning. This acceptance and welcome of the Gentiles truly changed the world and enabled Christ to be available to everyone. Yet, not long after they accepted the Gentiles, the early Christians once again struggled in welcoming. They started imposing burdens on the Gentiles, requiring them to follow all the Mosaic laws as the Jews did in order order to become Christians. They claimed, unless you are circumcised, unless you follow the kosher law, you will not be accepted as Christians. How hardening. Nowadays, many churches have the slogan that all are welcome. But let's ponder the following questions. Do we as Christians genuinely welcome all people, regardless of their ethnicity, race, socioeconomic status, gender, disabilities, languages, religion, and sexual orientation? Is our church a safe place for everyone, regardless of who they are? If someone has to call the church office first or speak to a pastor first, to check whether or not they will be accepted into the faith community. Can we truly say that we are welcoming everyone? The four Gospels convey a message about who Jesus was and provide us with numerous examples of how Jesus welcomes all people. So from now on, I'd like to spend time with you reading some gospel passages and reflecting on how Jesus welcomes all people, including sinners, the marginalized, and the outcast. The first reading is from Gospel Luke, chapter 19, verse 1 through 9.
2: He entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be with the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost.
1: From this Gospel lesson, we witness how Jesus welcomed Zacchaeus, who held the position of chief tax collector. During Jesus' time, tax collectors were hated and considered as sinners by the Jews. This was because they corroborated with the Roman Empire, which had conquered their land rather than supporting their own people. Moreover, tax collectors often engaged in dishonest practices by extorting extra money from the people they taxed, failing to provide refunds for overpayments and enriching themselves through this illicit means. Despite the widespread animosity towards tax collectors. Jesus was not deterred from reaching out to Zacchaeus and extending to him a warm welcome. Even in the face of people's grumbling, Jesus called Zacchaeus by his name and invited himself to his house. Let us listen to the second Gospel lesson from Gospel John, chapter 8, verse 1 through 11.
3: While Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, early in the morning He came again to the temple. All the people came to Him, and He sat down and began to teach them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and making her stand before all of them, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now in the law of Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. Now what do you say? They said this to test him, so that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let anyone among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. And once again he bent down and wrote on the ground. When they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, sir. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go your way. And from now on, do not sin again.
1: In this gospel lesson, we witness how Jesus welcomed the woman who was caught in adultery with great compassion when the Pharisees and the scribes attempted to condemn her as a sinner, deserving of death, and tested Jesus. Jesus did not pass judgment on her because of her sin. Instead, He extended His grace to her, shielding her from the condemning eyes of others, Embraced her, acknowledging her as a person in need of love and forgiveness. The next gospel lesson is from Gospel Luke, chapter 15, verse 1 through 6.
0: Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him. And the Pharisees and scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go into the one that is lost until he, fa- he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my lost sheep.
1: When the Pharisees and the scribes labeled certain individuals as sinners and rejected them, Jesus welcomed them and accepted them as one of his own sheep, whom he needed to care for. Through the parable, Jesus expressed that finding the lost sheep would bring him great joy because Jesus loves all people, and they are his sheep. When Jesus welcomed them, he did not pass the judgment nor set conditions, but rather accepted them as they were, building relationships by spending time together and sharing meals, even though it was forbidden for him as a Jew. This leads us to reflect on the following question. Are we actively searching for the lost sheep and welcoming them by building relationships, creating a safe place for them, and being willing to take a risk in reaching out to them. Lastly, let's read the Gospel, Matthew chapter 19, verse 13 through 15. Then people brought little children to Jesus, for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as this." When he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. With their own judgment, the disciples prevented the children from coming to Jesus. Perhaps they believed that uh, children were not suitable for Jesus' teachings, or considered them to be mischievous, unruly, and noisy. However, Jesus welcomed the children by speaking up, and blessing them. Let's reflect on our own role in this story. Do we welcome all of God's children as Jesus did, speaking up for them? Or do we resemble the disciples, passing judgment on God's children, and whether intentionally? and unintentionally driving people away from Jesus. One of the reasons that I prepared today's sermon was due to the current division that we are facing as Methodists because of our differences concerning LGBTQ people. In our conference, eight churches applied to be disaffiliated, and their action has been approved by the body of the annual conference in May. Nearly 2,000 churches in the United States are expecting to be disaffiliated from the UMC by the end of 2023. Those churches who want, who want to leave UMC, their saying is, we welcome the LGBTQ community, but we do not affirm them. We welcome the LGBTQ community but they can't serve at our church. We welcome the LGBTQ community, but we can't accept them as they are. Let's consider how Jesus welcomed all people including the sinners, the marginalized, the outcast, and those who were spiritually and physically unclean. Jesus never passed judgment on them. Instead, he showed them great compassion. With open arms and open hearts, Jesus welcomed them, granted them grace, and embrace them with his teaching and love. And Jesus expects his followers to do the same. I'd like to conclude today's message by revisiting Peter's vision of clean and unclean animals. And contemplating its significance let's consider what would have happened if peter had not changed his mind and had rejected god's vision regarding the inclusion of unclean people what if Jesus challenges us with the same message that Peter received. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. These questions prompt us to reflect on our own attitudes and actions towards those whom society may label as impure or unworthy. It challenges us to examine whether we are truly following Jesus' example of radical love and acceptance. Let us remember that God's love, God's grace, knows no bounds and that all people regardless of their past or circumstances, have the potential for redemption and transformation. As we strive to live out the teachings of Christ, let us resist the temptation to judge and exclude others. Instead, let us heartily Embrace the message of inclusivity and compassion to change the world. May we open our hearts and minds to the transformative power of God's love, recognizing that He has the ability to reach and transform lives. Amen.